This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe. And today with me on Skype, Corbin <laughs> Williams. Corbin, how are you? Clay, you know what? Listen, I am doing so good. I'm sitting here in sunny-ish Alaska. Right now, the sun is starting to come out, and there is a rainbow to my right. Yes. So, you know, it's all nice. It's all nice here. And for fun facts, because I, I, uh, I was in, enamored by this. Um, we're four hours apart, four time zones yeah. apart, and mm-hmm. Alaska now officially has one time zone, two time zones. Yeah, it has its own time zone. So... Uh, uh, the West Coast is one hour ahead of us. Uh, the mid, mid, if not Chicago area is three hours. And then uh, East Coast is four hours for us. I want to take it back to the beginning of time for Corbin. Okay. What, okay. what, what were your theater dreams growing up? I honestly did not have any theater dreams at the beginning. I had ballet dreams. So when I started dancing at the age of seven, I was just like, oh, hey, this is fun. This is something that I really enjoy. And I did uh, a full-on production of The Lion King opening, uh, the 1994 original production, uh, with the movie. I put the movie on, and I did it for my whole entire family. And my parents looked at each other and said, it's time. It's time. So they <laughs> took me down to my local dance studio, and this woman, uh, this woman by the name of Mo Holland, she said, he has a gift. And uh, I really think you guys should consider sending him down to visit my friend in L.A. And then next thing from that, it turned on to this whole adventure. So how so, old are you? How old are you when you go to L.A.? Uh, so I started when I was 10. And from okay. the 10 up until the time I was about 19, I, tra- I trained on the West Coast predominantly. And then later in my teen years, the East Coast as well. And this was primarily uh, classical training? Uh, yeah, this is, prim- this, this is just- primarily just for ballet. This right. was, uh, I did also have a knack for like tap and ballet and then hip hop as well. Uh, I started to train at, um, you know, the Edge Performing Arts Center and Millennium Dance Complex down in LA. And then, you know, Stefan Venta, who's a ballet master who came over from the old world during that transition in the 50s and 60s. And, uh, and I just, I, I, I just thought I was just going to join some ballet company, and that was my only aspiration. And it wasn't until I later w- trained uh, at what would be my future college years later. They said to me, Corbin, you're a dancer that can sing. We're working on your acting, but you should consider theater. Because, again, a- outside of that, I had no aspirations except for just to join a ballet company. So, yeah. How old were you when you got that suggestion? I was 16. Okay. Yeah, 16. And how and how long were you down in LA at a time? Were these like one week trips? Were these one month? No. So it started so it started at two weeks first, then it being three weeks, four weeks, a month, two months, and then the whole summer. Just train, 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 train. And I feel so blessed and fortunate to have parents who invested in my future in that way and that this wasn't just a fake you know sometimes kids go through phases and they you know start one thing and then they start the next well that was one thing that we were never allowed to do right Uh, if you started something you had to commit to it and at least commit to it first semester Uh, but when this started to be a repetitive thing of like oh he really likes this oh he's really into this oh he's really good all right well i guess this isn't a phase so Mm. 
Um, first of all, I I love I love that there's animals in the background. I hear yes. like birds chirping. <laughs> it's like the world is waking up in Alaska. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, what did your parents teach you about discipline? Okay, so I grew up in a military family. I have two. I'm a son of two military vets. So routine and structure was very prominent in my life. Um, we, you know, uh, <laughs> the best thing for a child, uh, aka their words, is love, discipline, and patience, or love, discipline, and consistency. You know, like even today, right? So I knew that I had to. I knew that I had to get ready for this. You know, okay, Corbin, you need to go to bed at like ten, if not eleven. Okay, mom. Now listen, I just want you to be re- well rested for your friend. I want you to be <laughs> well rested of mind because it, here's the thing: people yeah. forget it's not just your body being rested; it's your mind being rested. Mm-hmm. So there'd be those days of you know, okay, great, we have school, we have training, great. You know. Things here in Alaska are so different, Clay. When I tell you we have our own sense of time, and we do, because right now it's summer and so it's daylight 24-7, you know, even though we might not need to wake up at 7 per se, great, let's consistency, 8, no later than 8.30 so you can get up and start your day. You might not do nothing else in the day, but at least make your bed, okay? <laughs> and then, for, oh no, no, believe you me, there are many of those fights, and then... In terms of having that structure, feeding off of that, okay, great. What are the things that you need to get done? Now that you know, excuse me, you might not have work, you might not have school. What is some routine that you can still stay consistent in your life that does not impede but adds value to your life? And that's one of the things that my parents taught me of, you know, if it's not helping you, you need to get rid of it. And there's just no such thing as slacking in the Williams household, believe it or not. And um, It doesn't sound know, like I, it. You just got to come fully loaded with it. No, you just got to come loaded with my parents. Like, they, they, what did you do today? Oh, so you did nothing. Oh, so you wasted your time. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So that's another conversation at the dinner table. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, well, this, so you're, you're bringing up a really good point because this discipline is evident in your, you know, pursuit of theater. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worked in your favor, so to speak. <laughs> Thus far, yes. <laughs> what were the um what was okay, so what was and I want I love this theme of discipline. What were the themes of discipline for you graduating, you know, post education, mm-hmm. pre uh professional gigs? You know, what was so, the what was the talk, the self talk? So after I graduated uh New York Film Academy in two thousand sixteen I had no sense of direction in terms of what I wanted to do. I knew that I was going to join show business. So a friend of mine, uh, her and I, we we drove down to D.C. And we did, uh, uh, Disney was having uh, Mary Poppins and, and, and Aladdin and Lion King. So, okay, great. Oh, right out of the gate. Okay, my first like professional audition. And that was really fun, right? But then when I came back, okay, adding routine to my day. Okay, I need a job. I need a J-O-B. Right. And for that year, I kind of like waited in the water because I really... I was so new to the workforce, Clay. I hadn't done anything except show business. The only job job that I had had um, out, out out of uh, show business is I worked as uh, a housekeeper slash lawn maintenance for a hotel here in North Pole before I left. And I was like, well, I really don't want to do that. Again, the survival job, the discipline of having a survival job, something to tide me over until I can be a full-time working actor. And I was sifting through the water. So one of the things that I did was... Um, 
the work study program over at Steps, and that kept me busy. But that was like two days a week, four hour shift, and so it wasn't didn't consume all my time because predominantly all my time was dancing, mm-hmm. training. Um, so I, I can't say that it, it wasn't a total waste because I was being uh, it was being of use in another way of in my life that I know was going to benefit me towards the end goal of what it is that I wanted to do, which was to book a job, which was to book a job. Because I feel like some of us, when we take class, are just professional class takers, and we don't really do anything with it. If our end suit is to be a working professional, it's one thing if it's just a hobby. But I wanted to actually be a working professional, and you know, put the um, put the uh, put everything that I had put into practice in school, and put everything that I had practiced into the studio, in towards put it towards the, the professional world. Yeah. Okay, the um, the the first job you you did book and correct me if I'm yeah. wrong was that that was Cruise Line Disney? Yeah, that was Disney. And lo and behold, man, let me tell you. So I had just finished doing Radio City, and that was that was a pretty cool, awesome experience. I was yeah, okay. People, let's talk about that because we're just skipping okay. over that real quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just what were you doing at Radio? Were you selling concessions so, at Radio City? Yeah. <laughs> so I was. Okay. Dude, well, I I was like hype it up and be like, yeah, I worked at Radio City, and people just assumed <laughs> that I was like working the cast right i was like sure <laughs> no i was working in their uh, merchandise department which, right. which, which was actually a pretty cool to, uh pretty cool business adventure in terms of like learning how the the comings and goings and the ins and out of a franchise works right because that is such a huge entity and that's just a huge yes. institution at radio city yeah. um and so i was just on i was leaving i was transitioning from an old apartment to getting a new apartment disney had rolled around and uh, and the Cinderella tour had just rolled around. I told my mom, I said, you know, it would be just my luck that I book the job and I get the apartment. Sure enough, I get the apartment, then book the job. Mm. And so Disney Cruise Line had just rolled around for the umpteenth time. Because, you know, they're always e- updating every every season, every, every year in terms of, hey, it's that time of year. Hey, it's that time of year, whether that be the parks or the ship. And I was like, you know what? I think it's a sh- I think it's definitely something that I'm right for. So me and a friend went. That was back in the days of, like, when I <laughs> believed in a buddy system uh, to hold me accountable. Because, again, we were just so fresh and new out of school, of right? Of course. And I remember going into that audition and uh, – Jesse Rob, who oh my god, lit, Jesse Rob, who's <laughs> yeah. a lit choreographer. He's so funny. We did um, body language, and it was when I tell you, we had it was so fun, and we were killing it, and we were getting it. And his assistant Paige, like, oh my god, we were having so much fun up in that room. Next thing I know, oh hey, um, you got an email from Disney. Well, that's interesting because I just went in. Yeah, they want you to come in for follow up. Okay, so I go in for the follow up. Oh, hey, they want you for um, uh, final final rounds, and 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 it's not like it's not like any audition where it's like audition, re audition, no audition callback, 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 final callback. No, I think Disney does like two to three. I don't think they really drag it out, At which is most, great. Yeah, oh right, real quick. And next, no, I'm flying to Toronto next year, and I'm just like. Dang, like, and you know, it was, it came at the right time, right place, because again, as you and I have talked about, for financial reasons, set your setting yourself up for success that way when you come back, you have a nice little nest egg. So, mm. again, my big first professional job at 22, yeah, 22, I think it's important that every young person does at least one. You don't have to like it, you don't have to love it, and if you don't ever do it again, at least do it once in your life to get that experience. 
What did it? Uh, what did you learn? What did it teach you? I know that's a broad question, but in terms of well, work ethic, maybe. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what Disney taught me, okay? Because we were crossing through those time zones. Let me yeah. tell you the hardest thing <laughs> is um, time management in terms of showing up to your job on time, okay? Hmm. On time is late, latest fired, earliest 15 minutes. I'll be frank and I'll be honest. And Disney, if you were hearing me, I thank you for this because I never used to be an early riser, Clay. Oh, no. In the words of the late prince, rock star hours don't start till noon. <laughs> and as I'm sure you remember, crossing through all those time zones, yes. hour forward, hour back, two hours forward, two hours back. Yep. There, there were a couple phone calls. Oh, hey, Corbin, are you showing up to work? Uh, yeah, um, I'll be there. And it was just, it was just one of those things that was out of my control in the beginning because right. again, I was just getting stuck because I'd never experienced that before. But once I got a handle on it, mm. um. That was one thing, definitely like showing up on time and just waking up early and just having an earlier start to my day. So that's one thing that it taught me. Number two is stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Clay, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell me, let me tell you this shenanigan. The biggest thing that I feel as that I've come to understand when it comes to show business is you're not going to be friends with everyone and not everyone is going to like you. Now, while I was on that ship, I did my own thing. And you can't say a bad thing about Corbin because I never was with anyone. I was always doing my own thing. And because I'm an introvert in that way and I enjoy my alone time, I was never caught up in any drama or any comings and going that may have happened. And I feel as though there's something to be said for especially our younger counterparts, you know, because they either gra freshly graduated from high school and or college and that, you know, group like mentality of like, oh, let's hang out. Like, hey, let, let's let's let, let's do all these things together. We have to no, do no, no. everything together. No, yeah. that's OK. That, and that's OK. You can do right. your own thing. You don't have yeah. to be a part of the pack. So um, it just reinforced to me that some people aren't comfortable in their own skin and that some people are are insecure to the fact that it becomes an issue why you don't want to hang out with them or um, you distancing yourself might come off as you don't like them. Um, but that just taught me a bigger life lesson in terms of my work experience going forward and how not everyone's mature and not everyone is grown enough to have had certain life experiences to know better. That's also something else to actually know better. So those are at least two of the things that I learned when I was on the ship. Oh, and how to save your money. How to save your money. How to save your money. How how do you? How how do you save your money? Uh, don't touch it. Put it in a 401k. Uh, put it in your Roth. When tax season comes along, get yourself together. And that's also something that no one else talks about um, is like preparing for tax season because there's some things as entertainers that we taxed that are tax deductible that a normal nine to five might not. But see, no, if you don't know these things and if no one teaches you, which is one of the things that I'm looking forward to informing people about hmm. uh, how to best prepare yourself. Um, and I know this is a conversation that you and I have talked about. You know, when you make when you're making that money, that Disney one especially, oh, it's all grand and it's good in the moment. But like you said, but like we said, buying all these little trinkets and toys, well, that's all well good in the moment. Why don't you prepare for your future in the unlikely event that something might happen and then you might actually need that money? Because mm -hmm. as we know, working on a cruise ship, that 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 does not go towards uh, AEA points. That is not. Um, uh, 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 whatchamacallit, that is not put into a Roth or a 401 deductible. And if I you mean, are AEA, it doesn't go to health, the healthcare. Right. You know, it doesn't, yeah. the weeks don't count because it's international water. So it does not add value to your safety in terms of 
either one projecting your career further on on terms of on terms of being a credit on your resume something that's actual substantial because some people frown upon a cruise line although i don't think it's anything to frown upon especially when you're young and just starting out and then number two um you know, just being just being smart with your money and especially being a young person, being 19, 20, 21, 25 is like the cap where I'm like, OK, I, I will forgive you until you're 25 because you're still young enough to make that mistake. But now that mm-hmm. you know better, you have to do better because you can't be making these financial mistakes when you turn 30. OK, is there a, just like a, a weekly, monthly budget that you set in your mind in terms of spending? Do you do you allocate, you know, once a week or once a month to you know, mm-hmm, partake mm-hmm. in some fun. Uh, to partake in some fun. Let or me anything. Or do you think about that? I don't know if that's like, a, um, in terms of finance, know. Oh, you know. Yes, yes. So one of the things that I'm really big on that I really love that I will not sacrifice is I like to, I'm a movie person and I'm a movie goer. And I really do love just the, um, the entertainment process of going to movie theater, going to the concession stands and just relaxing for an hour and an hour and a half, if not two hours, because Clay, as I'm sure you might remember, when we were younger, right? I know I'm only 25, but still, I remember the days when $10 used to take care of a family of four. Now, $10 barely covers your uh, uh, concession stand, your drink. You know, oh, it, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, $15, if it's like uh, $10 if it's a matinee, but like, but that's at like 8 a.m., right? But, you know, $15 barely, uh, barely takes care of a, a, a noontime slot, right? Sure, yeah. You know, there's no longer dinner and a show, and you might spend $100, $70 at the end of the day. Um, but movies is something that I will never forgo. So I always, like, make sure to put money aside in terms of allowing me to do that because the rest of my money, if it's not going in my saving, if it's not going in my Roth or my 401k, is going towards my training. It's going towards the betterment of my career in terms of, hey, I like to do this pay for this pay pay to play class over at actors connection i know that's something that i like to do once a month great let me make sure that i have money to do that or great let me, i know that my voice lesson with my vocal coach and or voice teacher is depending on who that person is for that given week is let's say thirty dollars or if i'm training with a doctor maybe it's seventy dollars great let me put that money aside um so as far as entertainment entertainment the movies i will always set aside money for that because that's something that i enjoy and that frees my mind how are you staying ready in How Alaska? Am I, I know <laughs> right oh, now thanks. in this pandemic. So when I got back into the, when I got back into the state, um, which was no easy thing, and I'll tell you about that here in a second. I reached out to my old college professor up at the U here, Doctor Slayer, and I said, "Hey, Doc, while I'm back in the city, back in the city, <laughs> look at me. While I'm back in Alaska, I would love to train with you, so that way I don't have to." Um, worrying about flip-flopping my way when I get back. She's like, no worries. You just send me the sheet music and you let me know. And it, when I tell you it has been so great to work with her, obviously we've been doing it via Zoom, via like, um, via um, uh, social distancing. And I've noticed a huge difference within my growth because I started working with her my last two years of high school. And she just norm- does not normally admit uh, high school students because, again, they're high school students and not everyone is professional at a high school level. So here I was, one of maybe a few like and maybe only i think she only maybe took three of us mm. that was working at the college level with her i was like dang and like she's a doctor too and she, I, I i think she has two doctorates if not the one but and anyways i'm basically paying for her professional advice as a voice not only as a voice teacher but as the head of the music department up at the u i'm like okay and so um 
I reached out to her. She said, great, let's start working on it. And literally from day one since I'd been back, we, we've been working on material each week, and I'd send her little vocal updates. And she'd be like, okay, great, you need to fix this here, or great, you need to touch this up here. Let's work on your resonance. Let's work at the front of your mask. Because again, being, young, being a young man, right, my vocal maturity does not happen until I'm 35. So I have, I'm training my voice up until that time to mature that sound. So that's one way. My my former dance one of my my former dance teacher slash one of the dance studios that I used to work uh, dance at here. They said, "Hey, you know, we're not using the studio during this time. If Corban wants to borrow the studio, let us know. The sound system, the stage, the Marley floor, it's all good. Just let us know. We'll you know hand him the keys." That's <laughs> a <Quite>. gift. <laughs> I mean, that is truly a, like don't yeah. don't let horse in the mouth so those are at least uh, a few ways that i am staying ready so that way i won't have to get ready your self-talk with self-doubt yeah when you when you when you have the doubt what is your what is your get back on track mindset what is the conversation you have with yourself mm -hmm. uh, to keep yourself you know to, yeah. to minimize the doubt Minimize the doubt. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and that things are always working out for me in my favor. I think it speaks for itself, and I think that that is simple enough. Um, because again, you know, this business is so fickle, and if you don't have the—I don't want to say the tenacity or the drive—but if you don't have the commitment level to stay in it for the long haul, because again, it is trying, and you know, after 10, 15 years, it does weigh on people, and especially if things aren't happening for them in the way that they wanted to. It's like, like as I've said, Clay, I will say it again here. There are some of us that will not come back after this, and there are some of us that will. But there are some of us who are questioning, did this make me happy? Was I happening waking up at, you know, every day at 6 a.m. for the grind for New York City or L.A. for uh, Vancouver, Toronto, Chicago, and Atlanta, so on and so on? Was right. I happy? It is not meant for all of us, and that is okay. Right. But for those of us who want this, there's a clear intent and a clear focus with what we want this end goal to be. And... I see the light at the end of the tunnel and that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. Yeah. That's, do you have, do you have a date or an idea of returning right yes. now? Okay. Um, so as of right now, you know, excuse me. So Broadway said they were looking, last I had checked, they were looking at opening up uh, uh, things back up in September. Now, realistically, as I look at it and look at what's happening in New York, we're probably not coming back as far as the theater world um, until 2021 of January. So I will probably be here, if not sooner, I will probably be here in Alaska till the end of the year and then head back at the beginning of the year. Uh, but if things open up and if Broadway's like, hey, we're ready to go, I will probably look at heading back in uh, September. Okay. Now, with the whole, uh, I, I, I have to ask you about this, with the whole social distancing and everything going on in Alaska, there was a fun conversation, <laughs> I call it a fun conversation, that your leader had up there in terms of, I trust the, Alas the Alaskans. Yep. So Governor Demnova, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So back when this whole thing first came down for Alaskans and he was interviewed and one of the interviewers said, or one of the journalists said, are you going to have a, a heavy lockdown mandate like the rest of your fellow governors? He goes, no, because I trust Alaskans to do what's best for Alaskans. Now, for those of you who don't know, while Alaska is a red state, um, we are we're very uh, we are very. Uh, 
liberal here also, which is very interesting. We're, 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 there's a lot of blue within this red state. And for the majority, Alaskans, it doesn't matter your race, your sex, your creed, your religion. People will always do the best thing in terms of what is best for their neighbor. Because if your car breaks down on the side of the road and it's negative 20 or below zero, you'll have 20 cars. Hey, are you okay? Hey, do you need anything? And they don't give a, they don't give a care for your for any of those things of what I just said, because it's about the basic human decency, because we all know how hard it is to live up in Alaska. Now, of course, there are those few people who are, you know, uh, 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 you know, resistant and or what, you know, it's not, I don't care for my safety or it's not that deep. Or it's not that serious. There, you'll always have those few, but for the majority of Alaskans, and I do mean the majority, they did what's best for Alaskans. And because they did what's best for Alaskans, we're one of the few states that opened up before anyone else and so with still with you know keeping you know the respect to social distancing in mind a lot of our businesses have resumed normal function now have you been working yes i have and i was i was very fortunate uh to have a job waiting for me when i got back and while it's not the job that i want it is the job that i need and what makes this job so cool is that it's with family friends who we've known well for a very long time and i am able to go to a job with people that i actually enjoy being around and company that i like and what's so funny is because so I told you guys earlier in this that, you know, my parents both worked in the military. Well, after the military, my parents both transitioned into the FAA, Federal, Avi Federal Aviation, working for the government in the private sector, right? My dad used to be an electrician, and there are a lot – Alaska is a very industrial kind of construction kind of place. And so along Van Horn Road, which is where a lot of our street – which is where a lot of our vendors are – because I look so much like my dad, you guys, when I tell you this, I walk in, are you Benny's son? Oh my gosh, because <laughs> they're like, well, how's New York? Because again, I gave no interest into wanting to do what my dad what my dad did as a profession. And so I'll walk into these places and they'll be like, wait, are you training to be an apprentice? I go, no, 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 no. This is just my side gig for the summer. And uh, just biding my time. But again, it's just, it's so interesting to have something to bond with my father over in terms of this aspect of the life and this aspect of, of, of um, you know, Alaska, uh, Alaska jobs. So yeah, it's it's been good. And because Clay, here we are going on three months. And I while I don't um, look, down on anyone especially a lot of our peers i don't look down on anyone but i'm like it's been three months it might not be a job that you want but it's a job that you need in the meantime because i i, I don't understand how people can just live off of um live off of unemployment and do nothing again i don't know what their circumstance might be and this is the fiscally conservative side of me right you have to do something you have to do something. And again, how many jobs, how many times when we're in show business, right? We do a side hustle that we don't like or we don't love, but it's a job that we need to do in the meantime to tide us over. Again, the overall picture. There are so many people in show business. Patrick Swayze, for instance, way before he even booked Dirty Dancing, way before his career even took off, he was doing construction. Way, I mean, like Harrison Ford, he had a proper J-O-B, J-O-B before Star Wars even took off. He has a carpenter. So it has been done. Yeah, you know what? You you just brought up a great point because, and this is something I don't think I've ever talked about on Entertainment X before. The 
the job, having a job that is not in mm-hmm. entertainment, because mm-hmm. conveniently that's kept out of the media, and that's kept out of you know Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford, and you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and there's no other in between. And I bring up Arnold Schwarzenegger because he literally started his own bricklaying business with yep. his friend, so they would not have to scrimp and save and do the jobs in entertainment that mm-hmm. they didn't want to do but they needed right. to check so they had a site yeah. so they could pick and choose the projects that they wanted you know within mm-hmm. within film so i think it's no it's a great point you're bringing up and to have that job even in such a long time now too you know three months right. another three months yeah another six months who knows and, and also it's a humbling factor because again you know i know there are some of us not all of us but there are some of us who are getting paid more via unemployment than we ever did with our regular job and again respect to you you do what you gotta do i don't judge but at the end of the day what are you doing because i'll check in with some people like hey how are you and i'll be like oh you know one day at a time okay so great so you're doing nothing what are you doing to keep yourself busy (laughs) oh well you know i'm doing i said uh, the eighty twenty, like we talked about, right? Are you are you are you doing anything to obtain your craft? Are you doing anything to to keep busy in the meantime? And again, it doesn't have to solely be about show business. I get that, but in terms of this is your profession, this is your career. Because people talk about, well, I want to be like a Meryl Streep. Great, what are you going to do to train like Meryl Streep? Great, I want to be like a Sydney Poitier. What are you going to do to train like a Sidney Poitier or a Denzel Washington or a Spencer Tracy, a Catherine Hepburn, a Cuba Goody Jr.? The list goes on and on. These people yes. put in the time for their craft. They just didn't turn out. They just didn't one day. And then next thing you know, they're these huge superstars. Some of them are just now experiencing the, the height of their career in their 40s and in their 50s. They're putting in the work. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.